Are you ready to say goodbye to 2020 for good? Then do it in style with your pals at Mystery Titans Theater and the live New Year's Eve Spectacular. Join your hosts, Travis Waloshin, Johnny Hedgepeth, and the returning Kelly Nelson as we sit back and watch the exploits of such timeless entertainers as Bruce Monroe, Swede Hansen, and Barry O. Celebrate the turning of the clock from coast to coast as the fellows are joined throughout the night by Mystery Titans Theater favorites James Hamilton, Max Mitchell, Robert Hawkins, Zubin Sundar, Mark Stanley, Sean Whitaker, and new friends Robert Charlton and Brad McNeil, and many more. The fun starts here at Mystery Titans Theater HQ, Jarvis Washing Machine on YouTube. 10 p.m. Eastern Time and 7 Pacific, and we won't say goodnight until the new year has reached Vancouver. It's going to be a party, so subscribe on YouTube for more updates, and let us know if there's a card you'd like to see on the Mystery Titans Theater New Year's Eve Live Spectacular. Hello again, everybody. It's me, it's Travis Woloshin, and I am back here, joining you with another episode of Yours, Mine, and the Truth. That is the podcast where I look back on the texts of my youth and revisit them with friends and uh, old friends who were around sometimes at that time when we were listening to those texts or watching those texts or reading those texts, whatever it was. And we look back and we see if they're if they're any good or or what stands out and what's different and uh, that's uh, no exception today. And I will get to uh, our uh, episode today and what it's going to be about in a second. But first, I should mention one of the other shows here on the Plum Podcast Network that I am proud to be a part of, and that is Gideon Guys. And the most recent episode that we did was with a uh, of uh, uh, yours, mine, and the truth. Uh, former guest, uh, Adam Pateman, because he is in the episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow that we are talking about. That's what happens on this episode, or on Gideon Guys. Uh, my buddy Johnny, uh, who is a longtime fan uh, of the show, uh, leads me through it as I'm watching it for the first time. And this is one where uh, a friend was on an episode, so it was great to have him on. It's hilarious. So check that out. It's Gideon Guys, episode number 30. There's that. And i got to mention Mystery Titans Theater. I just recorded, uh, we, we were able to get Kelly Nelson to come back for an episode uh, for my birthday uh, last week. And we watched uh, uh, three shows from 77 into 78. That was hilarious, a great time. And I'm doing it again next week. But this time, I've, I, I don't know how I've managed to do this, but finally... Uh, after all these creative outlet or creative endeavors that I've had throughout my life, I've finally been able to finagle a family member. And my brother's going to be joining us to watch. Uh, it's an 89 show uh, just before the Survivor Series. So it's timely because the Survivor Series just happened 
well, yesterday as I'm recording this uh, uh, in 2020. So uh, and that should be great, as well as our friend Tanner, uh, who may as well be family as well. So that's a, a fun change of pace. Um, but you're going to hear, um, or you probably already already heard, the ad for the big news with Mystery Titans Theatre is the New Year's Eve live show that we're doing. It's going to be over five and a half hours of watching old wrestling on YouTube uh, with Johnny and with Kelly Nelson and with a whole bunch of guests all night long. I'm really excited about it. Um, so, again, even if you don't like wrestling, it's it's always fun just to hang out with us and watch us talk about this old stupid wrestling. And sometimes there's, there's gems in there too. So... Uh, it's going to be great. So even if like, just check it out. Jarvis washing machine on YouTube is who I, I need you to click subscribe on. I need more subscribers. If I can get up to a hundred subscribers there, then I can do a personal URL. That's one personal thing. But speaking of getting up to subscribers and listeners, I mean, that's the, the big spiel for new year's Eve. Uh, the, really guys, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So join us, but subscribers and listeners, this show, even though I'm not doing it as frequently as I used to, you guys, the numbers keep going up, and we are approaching, I think we could hit a 1,000 listens on the most popular episode of, of our show so far, which is episode three on uh, Extreme Three-Sized Every Story with the, the amazing Ted McCoy. Uh, yeah, we could hit a 1,000, and that, that's huge to me. That's insane that people wanted to listen to me and my buddy talk about that band and that album um, because that's... I've, I've said before that's the uh what the logo of my podcast is based on uh that's what the the name of this podcast is based on so it makes sense but it's 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 cool and uh thank you guys um you know you, you keep bringing me back almost as much as almost as directly as our first or as our guest here today kind of nudged me and 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 kind of brought me back because this is, well, this is significant because this is our first returning guest in the history of Yours, Mind, the Truth. This is, uh, he was on seven episodes ago or so. This is Brad McNeil, old friend who, who came up or nudged me to, to kind of, that we should, we should be talking about a couple things, but this is one that, that really, I like this a lot, this idea a lot. Uh, we're calling it the 100th Luft Balloon, and it really kind of crosses over, well, it's, it's a look at the three the three double volume soundtracks of three films that kind of came out within a year and a half period, I think it is, and that's uh, Gross Point Blank, Boogie Nights, and The Wedding Singer. Um, we'll explain the name of this episode, uh, the subtitle of this episode, uh, later as you listen. Uh, I do want to give one disclaimer. Uh, this is the first time I'm trying to use uh, the, the share screen where we, we listen on the fly and comment as we, as we go, and I... I, I got better at turning the volume down as we went along here, but I do think I was trying to talk over, and I think I could hear myself, but I don't think you guys can hear me as well in parts here, especially early on. Uh, like I said, it does get better, and it's not for, a, like, a, you know, most, we aren't we aren't talking over music for this whole thing, but it, uh, I think there are some moments in there where it could be tough to keep up. But uh, and I apologize for that. But uh, I think there's there's more than enough uh, uh, fun conversation here as we uh, dissect our you know kind of top three from those two albums or from those gosh not two albums three films six soundtracks and then plus the ones that didn't make it onto either of those. So um, I, I think there's another really great fun conversation with another really great fun guy Brad McNeil uh, here on the latest episode of Yours Mine and the Truth. 
You want to take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. Okay. He will rock you. He will roll you. Baby, don't you know? My heat will move your soul. You repeat that again. Feel, 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 feel. Feel my heat. Feel my heat. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Let's lay it down. Nick? You want to lay it down? Are we rolling on the rehearsal? You're a handsome devil. What's your name? <laughs> I am a star. I'm a big, bright, shining star. I am the wedding singer. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome back to your smile and the truth. It's been a while, but it's great that we're back. And uh, I got to say, the, 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 the reason we're back doing this right now is because of the guest uh, that we have here today. And he is uh, the first returning guest on yours, mine and the truth. Please welcome back actor, comedian, all around great guy, Brad McNeil. Brad, what's up? Hey, Travis. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me bully my way back onto your show. Hey man, you're the ideas guy now, right? Uh, like, uh, and and you got a great idea. When you got a great idea, you do. Uh, and I gotta, I gotta, gotta follow that uh, because this is really, this is our wheelhouse. Um, uh, we, we talked back a while back uh, on Godzilla, a movie that came out when we were first kind of getting to know each other, and a movie that we have no real attachment to, other than the soundtrack, which is which is an interesting kind of way that leads us to this one because hundred percent. An episode that you came up with the the, the brilliant title, the hundredth lift balloon, and we are going to be looking at the soundtracks. Uh, and each of these films kind of came out around the same time. This is between ninety seven and ninety eight. I'm guessing, right? I didn't right. Really... And just so we, as you're explaining this, I want to give you credit. I was the one who came up with this, but this is based on a conversation we would have had in ninety eight. Mm -hmm. That you and I were up at the new release wall <laughs> upstairs at the sixteenth uh, and Oak. Blockbuster, blockbuster r.i.p blue and gold baby pour blue one out forever and you brought up the fact that there were three soundtracks out mm -hmm. all of which had two volumes two separate a, volumes yeah released a second volume to get more songs out all three movies featured the song 99 luft balloons mm -hmm. by nana and the song appeared on none of the six discs wild wild it's true and so these three films, and three films that we have uh, of, at the time had uh, varying degrees of interest in, and varying, and I think we still do. Um, I haven't watched uh, any of them. Have you watched all three of them since? We I have actually, I have actually watched all three in the uh, during COVID. I cool. I watched. Okay. Uh, we haven't named okay, them yet. So I won't, I won't say so, which. So, uh, we'll go in order of let's okay well whatever the, the wedding singer you should you knew by those those great quotes at the beginning i dropped the wedding singer gross point blank and boogie nights that's right um we'll go through one because they're all you know 
varying from good to, to great to like classic soundtracks. Uh, like seriously, I think um, I, I was trying to find uh, um, units moved for each of these, like, or, like how many albums sold. And I, 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 you know, I've done little to no research on this other than we just listened to these uh, soundtracks for the last two weeks when we both decided we were going to do this here in the, the house and kind of came up with our favorites here. And that's what we're going to get into. Of course. Um, but I'm curious as to which one do you think sold the most? I, I, don't, I, I don't have this information in front of me, um, but just on it based on a, a feeling, what do you think? I would have to say Wedding Singer based on the fact that Sandler was kind of an icon at right. that point. And that this was the one that kind of made him like kind of the, wow, like he's, he's box office bank. That was the first yep. one that really like it broke a hundred million or whatever. And all of a sudden he was for a time the most marketable uh, actor in Hollywood because his movies cost nothing to make and made like way more back than they had ever hoped for. Like the water boy was ridiculous how much money that movie made. Right. Um, and I'm a, I'm a Sandler guy, and I think you are too, um, uh, to some degree. Um, but Wedding Singer, I don't have any real fondness or attachment to. I don't dislike. It's not a movie that I hate or anything. Um, what, we'll, we'll get into that. Why don't we, let's go right into that. Let's get into it. Are you sure. ready to do this? Let, let's go, so let's start with The Wedding 100%. Singer because, because I, I don't know what order these, these came out in. I feel like this is probably the third uh, in order in I, yeah i would say this was the last one i can say that pretty confidently because the other two i watched in ottawa mm -hmm. before because as we i think discussed in the last episode you and i met i had moved to i think we'd both just moved to vancouver within that year right so right. i had moved in december january from 97 to 98 and when did you come to vancouver i was january 98 yeah. okay so it's exactly the same time yeah, so i had crazy. watched I had watched Gross Point and I'd watched Boogie Nights in the theater in Ottawa before I came. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching Wedding Singer at shout out to the place that saved my life when I first moved here, the Paradise Theater on wow. Granville Street, oh, right man. beside Taco Time. That had it was <laughs> three ninety nine all day in and out privileges. And they would just say play three That's right. recently out of the theater movies and they'd play them on a loop. So mm -hmm. if you were, just for argument's sake, not getting along with your roommate, it was a great place to hide out for six to eight hours and you were able to go next door and get an ice cream taco. One of the few, I don't know why they ever took off the menu. <laughs> one of the few theaters I saw a movie in by myself. I was uh, the insider. I saw the insider there by myself. Whatever oh, we, we have very different social experiences than my <laughs> friend. At that point, I saw most movies by myself. Yeah, well, I, like, I, I mean, maybe, hypothetically speaking, we didn't have the same uh, roommate situation. Or maybe we did, and you just had a closer access to a movie theater <laughs> that was this affordable. Um, uh, so, and yeah, like, I, look, I love Billy Madison. I love, uh, Happy Gilmore. I, I still enjoy watching a lot and some of like the, the other ones and, oh, his, um, his albums. Uh, I, I, that I, was the big part for me. The albums, I don't think, I think a lot of the movies still get held up. I hear people mention Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, but the beating of a high school janitor was <laughs> a skit yep. that was quoted like ad nauseum in my high school. I don't know if yeah. the same thing happened in Calgary. Mine was and more in, for the second ahead. for the second album uh, with the goat. Uh, I remember <laughs> like they're the talking goat. I you got me it. right in the goat balls. They're right in the goat nuts. Yeah, you. Yeah, real, real Starbuck. The arm on this kid. 
um, in uh, in uh, theater school and college. I remember a couple of buddies, we would always just say that right back and forth to each other. So yeah, that was more, and, and then more recently, I love when I love I Punch Drunk Love and oh, just hidden, uh, uncut gems, Jesus Christ. Un- unreal how good that movie is. Um, but yeah, Wedding Singer, you watched it today. It sounds I like. literally watched it today, beginning to end. I will say a lot of it, it's funny because you do see them kind of softening the edges on who Sandler is. But Sandler still has what I think of as the grunge timing of comedy. He's very quiet. He goes, and then he yells at you a lot. I so, hate you, especially then, a lot yeah. of A lot of that happening. And I will say something as somebody who was a, a bit of a deep dive Sandler guy. I think this was the first one where you had him clearly just flexing of, I would like to meet a rock star and put him in my movie. <laughs> it has right. Billy Idol Billy in the Idol. last scene. That's Later right. on, he has Ozzy and uh, little Nicky and just keep right. sliding people in because you yeah. can. You're Adam Sandler. I guess at that point, he did have a little bit of stroke, but that would I think that would have been a bit more uh, the producers because uh, he hadn't be, he hadn't reached that 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 uh, thing yet. But I'm like, he's like, holy shit, this guy, I, I can do this now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the soundtrack of the three. This is the one that's the most uh, middle of the road or uh, Stone Cold Classics. Me, uh, w- me and my friend uh, Ted like to say or the controversial term, apparently, when I describe it to you over text. But <laughs> but just songs that you'd hear all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, and uh, they're just ingrained in, uh, you know, pop culture of the last 30 or 40 years. I will say, though, this was also the soundtrack that re-listening to it gave me the most surprises. Yeah, I, I, well, ask... I mean, that's what it kind of had to be for me. I've got, uh, yeah, I've got one big surprise, uh, the, the huge surprise for me. Uh, it was my number one. Interesting. I can't wait to hear it. But I, I would say that I would expect some of these songs to show up there, but there's a few of them that are like, they were the stuff the alternative kids in my school listened to, not necessarily the right. radio hits at the time. Right. And right. they did throw in, there's some really odd stuff watching that movie. Like I'd completely forgotten the side plot of Alexis Arquette's character. Who, <laughs> right. Who just like, who only wants to sing uh, culture clubs. Do you really want to hurt me? <laughs> and, and just has that great open up. Give me time. And everyone's like, oh, it, fuck, here he goes again. Here it comes again. But it's such a bizarre, like in a way, very disrespectful, but also lets them be a character. So it's a weird Right. Yeah, he was taking those. And same thing with Big Daddy and the the, the homosexual relationship. He's st- he's taking baby steps to be progressive. But when you look back at it, you're like, is that really? But at the time, it was, you know, something. It was different. 100%. I see what you're saying. Um, I remember John Lovitz being good in it. Is he good? Second so. Yeah, good, good. It, yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Uh, not my favorite. Um, but this started something with them. I think they've done it. They've done at least one other one. Where they've done three total. Movie. I looked yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they were the the Tracy and Hepburn of our time, right? I, I don't know. She's never been wow. my favorite. She's never been. I don't. I don't I'm not going to. There is an appeal for her. I know a lot of people really like her. Um, She's exactly two days older than me, so I've often felt an affinity to her. Okay. Okay. What, what what do you what do you what do you like about her? Uh, there is a certain well. I think part of the charm of her is that she started as a kid actor and then went badass so early. Right, right. the down. So junior. there was yeah. yeah, and then came back later. Yeah, and there is. I hate to put it on something as simple as this, but the lisp really gets me. I hear you. I hear you. I get it. 
and she just got, she's got a real kind of naturalism, or at least back then she did. I, like, yeah. I, I see stuff on the um, her new talk show, and I'm just so cringe, man. I, but I'm not the demographic. Like I've never, yeah. yeah um, uh, but she's like a little. She's like cooler than the '80s in that movie. I thought, you know, but that's fine. It, it worked. I mean, it, like, it's not a. From what I remember, I don't remember it being bad. I just remember it not being like him trying to be more of like, oh, look, we're kind of making a real movie here. You know, and a lot of the jokes are they're back to the future type jokes of like, oh, look at what we're in the past and everything does, right. you know, everything is treated like it's the past. But as somebody who it's one of the first times where I had already lived through the era or had mm-hmm. actual memories of it. So when stuff didn't match, I, I'm sure you've had this issue watching Stranger Things at some point or another of. I wouldn't be watching that movie at that point. Right, like, right. Little things like this. Yeah, I know you've always been a stickler for that. I remember you pointed out that Miss Pac-Man appears in Man in the Moon, and that was just like, that's it. I'm done with this film. <laughs> you were ready to throw the DVD out the window. I don't, I don't remember of, that. but a Capital Six. does sound like me. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Yeah, so... As you can imagine, this is it's filmed. It, this the soundtrack is filled with like Lionel Richie all night long. Wham! Wake me up before you go go. You spin me round like a record, which is like probably like the one that the song is. That's kind of like the signature song for this movie almost. So you see it in the trailers, and I remember. I think he sings it a lot. Um, Thompson Twins. Every little thing she does is magic. Like all your kind of your standards. Um, video killed oh, the radio star. But it's not the actual original. It's not the Buggles uh, video killed. It's the uh, President's United States of America United States version. Of America, that's right. And the other thing that I want to point out, and as we're discussing all of these, is I want to contextualize the era that these came out in. Right. Because even though a lot of these songs are, for lack of a better term, a bit fucked out at this point, mm-hmm. we, I can say as somebody who had a real love of 80s nostalgia, it was a little tougher to come by at this time and I remember not that long before the soundtrack came out, paying like 21 bucks for a CD where the only song I wanted on it was You Spin Me Around Like a Record by yeah. Dead or Alive. Like, or, uh, yeah, or, more recent, or more recently, relatively speaking, uh, Your Woman by Whitetown, as, as is the case with me. <laughs> you know what? There weren't any other songs on there that I can really remember. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go song by song through this, but uh, I'll nope. tell you the ones that stood out to me. If you, and if there's some that before I get into what I kind of have, it's like my honorable mentions. And then I, what I think are the top three from here. And you can see, say what you think. Um, no, are we going to draft our favorites or because originally we were going to take that our was the idea, off. but I wanted to, all I, we never got around to it. So that's why I kind of wanted to go okay. seat of our pants. If you've got a top three, like nope. if I meant, when I get totally into fine. these. Okay. So here I'll give the ones that, that, that okay, so a surprise to me was uh, Too Shy by uh, Kaja, Kaja, Kaja Gugu. Gugu. Um, I, because I didn't realize how long it is. Yeah. Uh, and like kind of, uh, it's kind of got a weird kind of, I don't know, sexiness to it. Let yeah. me see if I can find it here. Almost Yacht Rocky, hey? Um, could, that's what, here I am, flying by the seat of my pants as i said kajuju i wonder how many other kajuju songs are there um well kajugugu had that one and then lamal the lead singer from that went on to do the never-ending story theme oh, and of course i think that's all of them as all right I so know. let's hear a little bit of uh kajuju too shy here 
a big day for synth, buddy. Yeah. Especially with this album. Right? I don't remember the sound. I remember the chorus yeah. from this song. But I don't remember all that. So yeah, so yeah, a good one, a good one, I think. Um, was this one of those ones that you'd say is a surprise? I would say it was a bit of a surprise. I would say overall, a lot of it, was, the surprise to me was... Um, the amount of just well this one qualifies but the amount of like british alternative type sounds because that like i would think of that song normally as a new wave song but it more has like he mentions the cure directly in the in the Mm -hmm. movie yeah and and we get boys don't cry and we get boys don't cry at one point um which i mean like we don't need to 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 play we all know that one um yeah, I, I was surprised too. That's why I, I kind of wanted to. I, in the ones I didn't, I didn't pick one of those in my top three, really. Um, but out of like the that kind of group of them, I've got you know, there's New Orders, Blue Monday, which is really good. Uh, I, if I can say my surprise for this one was Space Age Love Song by Aplacasi. You're skipping ahead. You're skipping ahead. I'm buddy. sorry, bud. You wanted <laughs> to say your top ahead. one, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. But I'm I'm just going through. Um, like I, I don't think we need to hear uh, "Blue Monday" by New Order. I love I, I love um, New Order and that kind of sound. Like gosh, you remember the Purple Onion and uh, 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 Brit Pop Nights, and we used to go. How long ago was that? That's around that time, like '99. That was that's pretty. Been a little bit later than that, but yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, At least for us. Yeah, but of those. Uh, the only one I would have put into honorable mention is probably How Soon Is Now by The Smiths. Um, that would have been my top. Like, looking at all of these songs, I would be lying to myself and who I was if I didn't draft uh, How Soon Is Now first. Yeah. yeah. And that, that song does show up in a lot of soundtracks. It sets a mood pretty quickly. In this era, we had just heard it on a soundtrack two years before because Love Spit Love covered it on the Craft soundtrack. Look at, look at me love pulling out my video love, store mood. Yeah, that's right. That's Never right. heard of that band in my life. They, do, they also, have a, do they have a, a hit I should know? Um, they did the song Am I Wrong? I think it's called. That was mm-hmm. the theme to the movie Angus. The theme. Oh, really? I was going to say the theme to the, the, the biopic on Paul Reiser. Am I wrong? Am I? <laughs> Husbands and wives. Uh, um so okay so we'll, we'll play a bit of that this is just iconic yeah um, just like like just really nailing that that kind of like like, like red, but big brick uh crossing over I don't need to hear 
the whole stinking thing. Everybody kind of like that. But that just that just captures like if you're gonna pick uh, of those ones. Uh, I mean, I've got, I've kind of got the next one. I guess even though I wouldn't kind of normally throw them all together with those groups like the New Orders and the Smiths and like Erasures and everybody. Um, the other one that I want to kind of put not quite in my top three is the, the psychedelic furs love my way, but that yep. almost has that sound, but I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in that category. Do you want anything else you want to say about the, the Smiths and how soon is now? Is no, look, go ahead. love it. I'm sh- uh, it's a shame. He's racist now. Yeah. I was going to say okay, it's just, it's like, yeah, yeah. Really digging the sound. Then you see, Oh yeah. That asshole, <laughs> that, that prick. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the psychedelic furs love my way. Um, was this a surprise to you? They it psychedelic furs have a spot on a bunch of soundtracks. Where like they they do the title. Well, the title song from Pretty in Pink is by Psychedelic Furs, right, right? And yeah, I I feel like I had heard a lot more of them or didn't skip over their songs as much. Mm-hmm. I think that's why the Flock of Seagulls one got me. Of like, I'm sure it showed up on soundtracks. I just didn't wow. listen to it. I, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd ever heard it before. Um, so we'll play a little bit of the Psychedelic Furs Love My Way. How big did the psychedelic furs get? I, I mean, like I said, I'm gonna say like five nine, five ten. <laughs> Jokes. Were they were they playing to arenas? I don't. I they are a band I only know in retrospect. I yeah. can look it up and find out. But yeah, yeah I, it does feel I have that same sort of like uh, kind of iconic that you do see in so many of those soundtracks, like you were saying. So you know, it made sense to see it here amongst all these other chestnuts um and and hearing but but again like hearing some of these like songs like aha and uh, you know china girl all of these things i've heard them a thousand times that it's just like it's hard to uh uh have a feeling for them anymore like or have it create some sort of emotional reaction anymore right um uh, but uh, one of the only ones the other ones that i would say did surprise me and i had heard it a lot when it came out but i was like in grade three i think Mm-hmm. that really hit me this time around again is Thompson Twins. Hmm. Let's see if I can find that. I love Hold Me Now. Yeah. yeah I feel like I have just heard this more often. But again, yeah, this is like, takes you right back into that. Uh, I have a picture to my wall an image of you and of me we're seeing, we're seeing we're hearing a lot of synth and we're we're we're, we're being uh, treated to the video here so we're actually getting to see a lot of cool haircuts and it's and, Boy, no, and howdy it's only gonna it's only gonna finish as, as great as it possibly can here um I got a piece of trivia here that I have to share, Trav, because if I had known this and I was listening to this podcast, I would be screaming madly. Mm -hmm. The lead singer 
of the Psychedelic Furs later on in 92 went to form another band. Mm -hmm. You know what the name of that band was? Little little outfit called Love Spit Love. Well, crazy. Ouroboros. The wow. Ta- the mouth of this podcast is eating its own tail. Uh, wow, that's hilarious. Crazy. Yeah. There you go. Wow, it all makes sense. I knew they were related in some way to somebody, and that's, that's all so I could have given you up until now. That's so funny. Um, I did want to mention uh, before I move on to like what I see is like the my my favorite three songs on this soundtrack uh the every day i write the book by elvis costello i mean of course sure. like, what are we gonna say that's what are we gonna say that's not a good song give me a break um but of the chestnuts yeah this is the one that 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 still still just tickles that i still get the reaction from it every time i hear it. oh i can see it already yeah. interesting this Gets one is bouncing a- this one's still a little played out for me. Really? Yeah. I, uh, they're all in John Oates to me. What I want. I can hit the post there. It might be hard to handle, but like a flame that burns a candle, but kind of feeds the flame. Yeah, yeah, what I got. Full stock of thoughts and dreams that scatter. kind of i love this kind of little three minute package of a good time um you, for you you've kind of you've lost that i mean i get it i love like i unequivocally love hall and oats i'm not i don't ever want it said that i don't mm-hmm. this is just one that like this and their christmas song are the two that like i don't need to hear them again which one is their Christmas song? Their Jingle Bell Rock version. Right. Yeah, that does not do it for me. Any of the songs where you get to watch John Oates dance in the video, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, no, this one for me, this might be, this is probably my favorite uh, Holland Oates song, actually. And Whoa. Just, yeah, yeah. I love, uh, you know, a Rich Girl's Great Time, a Method of Modern Love is, is, is uh, an interesting little uh, hidden gem. Um, Out of Touch? Yeah, another great one. Um, what's the... Uh, uh, there's another nice kind of, it's not slow, but it's kind of got a slower vibe to it. Sarah Smiles? No, not Sarah Smiles. I can't remember. I don't have it on. On. Oh, I can't go for that. Yeah, I can't go for that. That's a that's a hot track. Um, uh, the uh, other ones I would mention, I, I always forget that the B-52s have songs. All right, all right. Well, than, hey, you, you've just introduced my number two, man. Yeah, Private Idaho, fantastic. Let me find that. I've got, uh, you know, a bunch of these things open up here here we go oh this video is great too oh man fred snyder what an interesting guy
I did, it's probably just like, oh yeah, that old track that I probably heard before, but like I never gave it its, its due. But yeah, this is such a good song. This makes me even. Uh, this reminded me that uh, the the concert of the summer that we were supposed to go to at the Canadian Rock Festival. It's supposed to, it went over a course of three three days. And the, the one day that we wanted to go to was that dream lineup in retrospect, I guess. It opens with punk band DOA, Vancouver Punk Legends DOA, Starship, then my favorite band, Dixie, and then the B-52s to close out the night. Insane. It would have been such a great time. What um, is the party like backstage with those four, huh? No, interesting. Interesting. I wonder who's on, who's on rehab, who's still partying, who's yeah. just happy to be back on the road. Uh, a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, anything else to say about B-52's Private Idaho? Um, I did like uh, their Cosmic Thing album. That was the only one I had. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, we're listening to the singer of your favorite uh, R.E.M. song, so that's kind of nice. And... <laughs> Everybody's favorite. But that, uh, and what, like, what are they a punk band? Or are they classified as punk? I always hear think of them as new wave, but I right, I get very confused of what the line. Yeah, is on. the I amount of like places where some... new wave and punk cross. Yeah, I guess it is other. new wave for sure, more than anything. Um, but that leads us to yeah, you already said it, man. Space Age Love Song by yeah. a flock of seagulls. I don't think I'd ever heard this song, and I'll just we'll just hit it. Is that uh, what you thought as well? 
I, w- I really enjoyed, like, I was just, it was such a nice surprise for me. I had, I, I know I had heard this song, like, I knew I'd heard the riff, but if you could have told me this was five bands, and I wouldn't believe you on all five of them, mm-hmm. I have no idea mm-hmm. who this came from. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder, like, am I into, like, I, should, should we dig into the flock of seagulls now? Do they have, like, a bunch of these, like, here hidden somewhere? Pulling it up. Uh, the only other one I want to make sure we give mention to because they were one—they were a big band for me. Was we do have Depeche Mode on there as well, but yeah, not yeah. not the song I would have chosen. Yeah, um, uh, we're gonna have to take a quick break here, uh, but before we do, uh, I, I really want to say Depeche Mode was always just a, a band that I had. I had uh, I had too many. Every girlfriend I had through high school up until even into uh, post high school and post college loved Depeche Mode. Like loved, loved Depeche Mode to the point where I just like it got to the point where I was like, I despise this band. Um, I'm not. I've now been able to separate that from them, and I have like a you know I recognize I love their influences. Like I love like Joy Division and some of those bands we talked about, um, like Erasure and New Order and things like that. Uh, and they have a couple. I like Enjoy the Silence. Goodness gracious, that's probably. Uh, great song that w- would have fit on one of these uh, soundtracks but what did they have just can't get enough uh, their most, uh like, yeah and this one is just can't get enough yeah like like the most kind of poppy and really sounds really kind of 80s poppy and stuff but i'll tell a story of like with one of those girls the last girlfriend i had who you probably know uh or you knew at the time this is when i was dating or when i was dating her i knew you um and when this occurred her friend and they were both huge depeche mode fans they came to vancouver the to chameleon to see them to see depeche mode and that night we went to a club called the chameleon and he ended up showing up or not not dave gahan everybody's favorite uh, uh, uh you know drew barrymore type story <laughs> guy kicking uh heroin and uh, etc dave gahan and everyone who thought was it was a guy martin gore who i guess uh is uh, the kind of the, the heartbeat i guess he'd be the edge of the of depeche mode um he was he showed up and he was there and he went up and played with the live band and he they were talking about for whatever reason i'd been talking with my girlfriend at the time and her friend about getting lasered in the audience by like somebody figure finding girls and sure enough our, our friend uh uh kate i'm gonna say her name it's not like she's listening got lasered um and uh ended up hanging out with uh martin gore we all had to go home we didn't see kate until the next day and she had all these fun stories about like you know getting to hang out with her best friend and like uh, you know at the time we were all kind of like wow it just sounds like it was really fun and you know she's she's you know i'm sure she's not listening i'm sure she's not listening uh but she's at the time she was with the guy still with that guy they've had kids that i know of i don't talk to her at all but I'm 100% sure she fucked Martin Gore. <laughs> I haven't given any last names. And maybe they've had the talk. Maybe they've all kind of figured it out or in at peace with it. Maybe he got to cash a receipt at some point. Oh my God, look who it is. All right, all right, go ahead. Do Different. your best. Do your this best. Is our, this is our son, personal <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, that's how we'll kind of put a bow here on uh, the Wedding Singer uh, original soundtrack. So from there, we will go to, I think we'll go, we'll go gross point blank. Um, I, I, love I think, it. um, I, I, I assume probably your second favorite of the, the three films. This is a, this is a one and a one. A. Is it me. that close? Yeah. Is one, it that close? Yeah. yeah. I do. I love gross point blank me too. in a very special way. I think, especially for puss boys like us, John Cusack was a patron saint yeah. at that era. Yeah. yeah. Plus you were dealing with, 
gross point blank and high fidelity are are very sit in a very similar place but gross point blank is the more obvious spiritual sequel to say anything say anything yeah we talked like, about this how? yeah it, it, you could you could convince me and i don't know why they didn't i think just for rights issues right that his character in gross point blank is just lloyd dobler coming mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. yeah there's so many connections uh I probably just had that uh, the cameron crow uh breathing down his neck i want some of that scratch that's what he's always like. You, you know, bro, man. Oh, man. Like, that was a dead luck. I, I want some of that GPB green. Hey, hey Johnny. Time to get Cammy's B-quits. Oh, shit. I'm so uh, making him right in a movie called Vanilla Sky. That heart tour's not making me the money I needed, Johnny. <laughs> but let's do like some of the connections. Uh, so in Say Anything, he talks about running away to join the army at some point, doesn't he? He does. And that's from, in, in Gross Point Blank, he's just come back. When he came back from b- being in the army to become a hitman. Um, so my favorite connection, and this is a very, this is an kickbox- obscure... Is the dunk- kickboxing thing? Yeah, the kickboxer. Yeah, kickboxer, yeah. Because in uh, Say Anything, he lists off, he goes through a list when he's uh, talking to the dad from Fraser. He's saying... Do you know kickboxing sport of the future? And he names a couple of the people and he says Benny the Jet. Uh, or guys, I'm looking up his last name. Benny and the Jets. That's exactly what the reference he was making was mm-hmm. Do you like Elton John? Yep. No, uh, the guy that he was referring to, though, is the guy who plays Felix Lapubel, yeah. the the hitman. Who he has the, the crazy fight with when he ends up stabbing with a pen. Who had been, yeah, who had been training him in kickboxing for like 10 years at that so point. So cool. So cool. Yeah, those connections. And of course, just all of the guys in high school are the same, are cast as the same, like Jeremy Piven plays the same guy, basically, his friend from Say Anything. And there's like three or four other uh, guys from from there. I, I love the supporting cast in this. Like, um, <clears throat> John Cusack, as like the leading guy in, uh, uh, for a time uh, in these romantic comedies, even uh, for other movies like the grifters that aren't quite romantic comedy, he not quite, but he doesn't like, he's, he's so charisma, right? Like he's so much Mr. Charisma and like a unique charisma that you don't get from a lot of other actors, especially from that time. And his leading women like uh, wouldn't could never really match it. Uh, or, or even like, uh, Angelica Houston, like, like, like uh, as great as she is in that, like I did, like he still has a different vibe in that. Um, and, and it, it, sometimes I'll go the other way. Like I only sky would just try to be like, not even, uh, charismatic, but I think the woman who plays Laura in high fidelity does a pretty good job. And I think a mini driver is awesome from what I can remember in gross. Their point. relationship is it's. It's so limited, and I don't think they're going to last, but there is such a back and forth where you can tell, oh, these were the best friend couple. Yeah, in, yeah, uh, yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, and so, the, yeah, there's a, a movie that comes out at the, I think probably got made because of the success of Pulp Fiction, and there was a whole bunch of other Hitman movies coming out that were, you know, kind of had that same kind of vibe, or like Two Days in the Valley, or... What are some other ones? Things are doing dead for when you're dead. dead. Exactly. Yeah. Like there was a whole bunch and this kind of fit into that. Like, I think it probably got made because of the success of uh, um, like, I know like uh, uh, Cusack and his production 
crew and these guys who he always works with. What are some of their names? Dee Dee and Steve Pink and all the other guys, the same guys who he worked with on um, High Fidelity to some extent. Yeah. But by then they had more like this. They had a hit on their hands because this turned out to to be do well for them enough to to sell two soundtracks. Um, but uh, yeah, this uh, this stood out among among all those other, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of wannabes as like, yeah, like it, it was its own thing. And really, really kind of, you know, has a, as, as we'll get into here, these soundtracks that uh, uh, really kind of nails a time, even though it's a time looking back at, at a time that, you know, <clears throat> that I was like, I grew up in the 80s, but, like, you know, I'm like, what, six or seven years younger than you. So I didn't Ouch. really. <laughs> no, that's why. You're other, a year and a half, sweetheart. I just always know that I was too old, too young to 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 get a drink at Hooters. That's all I'll always remember. We'll take you that were to the grave. Twenty grade, and uh, I was twenty three. Oh, yeah, can I, I? Can this stool is so high? Could um, you just put a straw in your beer for me, Brad? Uh, but so this is more if if we've got like the 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 kind of chestnuts and those SCCs that I talked about on um, that are really all over um, the one. The wedding singer soundtrack this one is more like kind of off the beaten track and you really get an idea that this was like the the what what john cusack was listening to when he was uh, uh in the 80s and same with those guys who i've mentioned before who um um worked on this this script and this film with him um this feels like the more college radio of the big three, time uh, big time right and but not to say like i mean um you know, it's got like "Aha." Uh, "Aha" is another a song that 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 uh, "Take on Me" is the only one I think appears on more two than the two yeah. on two soundtracks. This also appears on "The Wedding Singer," um, but yeah, uh, it is mostly like uh, kind of lesser known. But you got David Bowie and Queen. That's a really well known, uh, a really great scene in the film. I love that when he's looking at the kid there, and he kind of has that kind of moment of uh, shit. What is this all about? <clears throat> so I mean, I mean, and I'm not gonna. So I won't mention that. And there's another one that's like Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now. I mean, what am I going to say? Oh, it's just not for me. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a goddamn, it's like happy birthday. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there are SCCs and then there's like these other level that feel like, feels like it could be public domain at this point. You know what I mean? It's incredible. But what, like, why would I bother talking to you about, uh, I can see clearly now when it's, everybody knows it. Um, so I'll start to go down some of the ones that, kind of stood out to me and uh we're kind of like ooh, i like listening to this again um but i wouldn't quite put in my top five like there's one that i'm really regretting today that i think i'm gonna have to look up here because it's not on the soundtrack that i that i didn't put it through it's called uh let it whip by the dad band. band oh my god what a party what a guy like this should have been on uh, the, 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 this is a song you'd imagine hearing at like the best, uh, you know, in the middle of the best wedding reception you've ever been to. Here he goes, uh, the Daz Band, let it whip. Skip ahead to the chorus. Yeah. 
Such a good time, right? Oh man, <laughs> you see a lot of white people in the audience having a really good time in this. So. Yeah, white man overbite everywhere yeah. <laughs> you go with that one. Wow, yeah, Light. yeah, yeah. We, we were at... post disco. Yeah, it, yeah, right. Um, I was uh, just doing like tons of cleaning up today, so I could set aside this time today and folding. And we had the the last two that we listened to. I mean, I should say right now, the gross point blank. This is the hardest for me to really kind of narrow it down to the three that stood out because there's so much gold on this. I mean, yeah. there are there's so much gold on uh, Boogie Nights too, but um, this one is just still kind of not surprises, but just kind of like reminded like, whoa, this is really really good. Um, and this is one of them. Uh, the Daz Band. What do you know about the Daz Band? I can. I have their uh, Wikipedia in front of me. Let me find out what I can tell you. All right. Not a lot. <laughs> they had this yeah. one. They had a song called Joystick, and they had a song called Let It All Blow. Hmm. Yeah. Um. But uh, good stuff. I mean, a, a party, like total party kind of song, and uh, yeah, had me shaking my butt when I was cleaning up today. Uh, I'm a lot probably of gonna songs- be stepping on one of yours here, but one of the ones that was the big surprise for me uh again didn't know it only remember it from the soundtrack don't know if it exists anywhere else is matador by uh-huh. the fabulous gonna, cadillacs i was just gonna mention that one as uh because I, I don't know if this falls into ska category but we'll get into ska here in a second this is yeah matador by los fabulosos cadillacs. <laughs> oh, doesn't have this intro this is not this is just from, from the video sorry let me go place my bet just full of um, two racial stereotypes right away at the beginning there. Hmm. Yeah, it's more Latin. It's such a... It's a real divergence from the rest of the soundtrack. But if this doesn't get your butt shaking, your butt's broke. Yeah, this is a party, for sure. It's a good time. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to this has those horns, but yes. So that's why I probably I'm hearing it next to the other bands like the Jams and the Specials. Um, why I might have kind of just wanted to categorize it. It does kind of have that bit of that, but with a Latin um, Yeah, that's a good time for sure. Um, Any else I wanted to mention here before I get into these bottom five? Okay, yeah. So uh, uh, of the. Uh, yeah, uh, like uh, in the second soundtrack, really opens with like their second volume of the of the of the soundtracks opens with like these three kind of uh, just like those real classic um, college rock, like you were saying, like um, uh, just standouts um, who I've who are still I've recognized are kind of more some more than others are uh, I have kind of a gap in my music knowledge from and whenever I listen to them I'm like oh I should listen to more of these I'd say the least of those three it's the first three tracks on uh, yep. on, more, on, more music on from the film. yeah uh, and the first one uh, that I can see people I can see easily people saying this is the best song at all of them uh, but I wouldn't, I, I don't have as much of an attachment to this band anymore as uh, the Pixies and this uh, Monkey Gone to Heaven. We'll play a bit of that. There was a guy. I don't even know what 
no, sorry. Like, I mean, you get the, you get the, 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 the chorus from here. That's where it goes. And there was a time when this would have been like, yeah, way into the Pixies, like early aughts. I was so into like Sonic don't love it as much especially for, with the the other two that i'm going to to mention here or as much as the other two um i i, I don't find myself wanting to listen to the pixies as much anymore i know that they're, that they're a really important band um and uh, you know influential and things like that but it's not a not a band that i go back i get to it you don't much. go back to it a lot yeah what do you think i I was thrilled that it was actually on there because most of the time the Pixies get dropped into films, but they don't actually make the soundtrack. Mm, so it was right. kind of neat to see that one actually on there. Mm-hmm. But I will admit, I remember first hearing about the Pixies when Much Music announced they broke up. So yeah. it was <laughs> never a band I was into right. when it was when they were around. But, you know, this is, what, a year away from Fight Club, which was... right. Where all of our douchebag friends found about the, about the yeah, Pixies, yeah, yeah, of course, uh, and that's probably their that, that's probably their most well known song to date. I would say uh, that "Where Is My Mind," yeah, the one that, th- that you might hear on like classic radio now or classic rock radio. You'd imagine, um, uh, but yeah, I've kind of there. Uh, maybe it'll be another time in my life when I'm wanting to get back into the Pixies, but I'm not there right now. But I think it's either track, yeah, it's track two is uh, Sushi and the Banshees, Cities and Dust. My God, I really like this song. We, yeah, this was a big household favorite. Amazing. No, this, I love that sound. I love that sound. It's so amazing. your intro to Susie and the Banshees? Uh, probably this, this uh, soundtrack. Interesting. I would have said, because the one that uh, a bit before this and also way more mainstream is mm-hmm. they have a song in Batman Returns face to face that uh, plays but when... Was it, a, was it a song that was just for that soundtrack or was it something like this that might have that's where i heard of it i don't know whether it came from yeah have existed prior to that i don't know i assume they all hang out in the the goth celebrity club (laughs) and tim and Susie were chatting one day (laughs) robert smith came over and (laughs) refilled their drinks big tip that's funny no i don't know the batman returns soundtrack at all what else was on batman returns soundtrack that's the only song I actually know from yeah. it because most of the time, like Tim, well, it didn't have the Prince hook. That yeah, didn't the that's first, right. That's first I, I can't think of any sort of standouts from that. Um, um, but okay, so we'll leave it at that. We'll we'll stop before we get to the third song because the third song I did put in my uh, top here. But then I want to get back to that ska, like ska as a genre. I was talking about this on my other show. 
just a John, like I, I try, I like all types of music. Like if it's a good song, I'll like it. Um, but mm-hmm. ska just as a genre, one of my least favorites. Okay. I think a lot of it has to do with the culture and the nerdiness of it uh, and things like that. that I've never really dug deep, but I always liked these types of bands. Um, I love this version of, and this is, you can't find it on um, Spotify. Uh, this version of Pressure Drop by the Specials. <laughs> <laughs> special song it's a jimmy cliff song right so i think i don't know whether the cover was a limited access or something like that because mm. i just can't get i find a lot of the stuff on soundtracks disappears off spotify yeah, you kind of like need that. youtube yeah um but that was yeah yeah that's one of the ska songs i really really like but also i love um oh this song by uh the jam absolute beginners yeah this is ska that kind of like a different uh set of vocals that you'd, you'd think you'd hear in like a like a john hughes uh like kind of uh yeah. you know establishing shot of uh, chicago or something you know what i mean um really different uh so i like that kind of mix i like that kind of juxtaposition of the two. it's funny i always associate the jam with uh with mod culture more than uh, ska culture this is a ska song to me I really think so. Oh, come All on. right, Those well, ones. you yeah. worked at Virgin. I can't argue. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So, I, like, just on the outside there. So, but of the, of those, like, as I said, the first three on the even more uh, thing, the one that, that boy, boy, again, another household favorite is uh, Echo and the Bunnymen, uh, the Killing Moon. Interesting. That's, a, that's one that's a little played out for me. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> this... See, this and that sound at the beginning of like Sushi Band, Sushi and the Banshees are again, go back to that, like U2. The sounds that you start to hear in some U2 and the way they sing in U2, but with a little more like, a little more edge, a little shitty pun, but you know what I mean. Little heads, a little more like, not as um, just openly sincere, as I said before. It's got a more maturity, sophistication. Fate up against a wind. 
another band that, like, yeah, this is a song that makes me want to listen to more of Echo and the Bunny Bears. Like, I, I feel a, a band that I don't have uh, much knowledge on outside of some of these soundtracks, and I always end up um, Your lips you say this is played out? Well, it's just it, it. It's one I don't give as much of a chance just because I remember it showing up a lot of places in that era. Hmm. But it's, we were going to the same parties. We were probably hearing it. <laughs> I did some uh, stuff without you traveling. I have, I have my own life. <laughs> but otherwise, like Echo and the Bunny Man, do you have, can you, do you have like album knowledge of them or is it more God, the same no. kind of thing? Yeah. I'm looking them up right now. Yeah. Um, like that would have been the one song that I would have named. I'm just looking to see if they <laughs> what the <laughs> hits are. I just adore that that chorus. Like it, uh, that that open. Uh, that's a that's a Bono kind of singing. Like he has that sort of like over romanticized, and it almost has the the chorus of a U2 song, like up against the wind. Instead of we yeah. give yourself away, you give yourself to him kind of thing. It's, like, it's very close. I, I like it. Um, uh, and so the Clash has two songs on that first soundtrack. And they're both great songs. What am I going to do? Not put a Clash song on here? Uh, this song, I, I believe, made it onto my wedding playlist. It's the first one from, and I'll put my wedding playlist. I got I only, it only exists on an old iPod now. Um, uh, but it's like gold. So we just have to keep recharging that thing and hope it never die. I should write it down at some point, but I'll put my wedding playlist up against uh, anybody's, the one that we put together. This is uh, the one, the Clash song, not Armageddon Time, which is great as well, completely different type song, but this might be uh, my favorite Clash song, period. This is uh, Rudy Can't Fail. Yeah. This probably would have been this winter pressure drop would have been my number one. Both yeah. of them are songs I have revisited over the years again and again. Um, you said it's your favorite Clash song. I started looking up to see what would be mine. It's definitely top of the list. I would say Lost in the Supermarket might also be one that because the problem they have the issue that a lot of the bands have. Like, yeah, London Calling is an incredible song, but I'm not going to put it on a lot of mixes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah, and uh, and, and you know they're they're big. Should I stay or should I go? Yeah, and, or rock the Casbah and things like yeah. this. Like are all kind of more uh, almost feel like novelty. Um, but where this is uh, because of how how big a band they become, like, and because those C SCCs that you hear all the time, this is kind of like yeah, under the. For, it's funny to say that for a punk band that have, uh, but they became as big as they were. But this is like yeah, kind of under the radar more for them, and I love it. 
Um, there was an episode of the new music, I want to say in like 82 or 83, oh, that it was The Clash standing out over, I think it was Roy Thompson Hall that they'd played in Toronto and counting the seats that people had torn out during their concerts and say, it. all right, there's three real punk fans in Canada. <laughs> Great. That's awesome. Um, okay. So this is like, and again, um, this is a, a lot of songs from a, like an era that are college radio and, and, you know, weren't as the SEC as before the ones that you heard a thousand times. Um, so but the, two of the, the song ones... of mine, the song of mine ahead, that, I'm curious. that I, that is number one for me uh, that I keep going back to is, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But my love opened the door, but the E. Cola, man, yeah. uh, which is, Again, next to impossible to find outside of uh, YouTube. Um, but wow, like because the re- the regular version it has a little bit more bouncy and it's still a great song. Yeah. Like the pop version of this, the like kind of jumpy, great to dance to song. But this one is such a great like playing at the dance. Yeah, and it comes as such a great song, a part in the in the film that is so. I think for me, that's what, like as much as like. Uh, we love high fidelity. This moment, in terms of like what makes this the better romantic comedy, yeah. the, the feeling of and especially with all the other music that had been building up, the, the music—it's almost like the music is another character in this in this film, Brad. And when it shows up here, it is so good. And this is really, really pretty. Uh, and a guy. Pete Townsend have other yeah, he did for sure. Like what? Look them up, but I'm—I know okay. he did. Um, but definitely not this version. But it's like really pretty. Um, and has a timeless, timelessness to it that uh, I kind of think we uh, acknowledged with that Blossom song from Wedding uh, Singer. Um, but yeah, as you're uh, trying to figure out Pete Townsend's. I'm looking it up. Okay, I'm going to let that go. I will say one of the ones that I don't know if it's going to make your list, and I have to give it a mention. Well, this is it. This is it. This is me finishing off with number one. That's all of it? If you had anything else. Yeah, because the one that I will say that is not, it is the one that is anachronistics. It's not of the era. And it's a remake of another song that is also prior to the era. I love the Guns N' Roses Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die? Oh, yeah, big time. And... One of my favorite things about that in the film, because it happens, it plays at the point where he finds out that his uh, his house had been turned into like a Circle K or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And the song plays for effect when he when he first sees it and it's settling in. <laughs> yeah. And but then, then the he walks he in. into the store and they're playing the Muzak version of it's it. It's beautiful. Yeah, really good. As I say, it's almost as though the music is a character in the film. I don't know. Something's happening in your voice, Trav. Do you know that's <laughs> happening? um but yeah i i really want to watch it again especially with my wife i don't i don't know the la- I, also we, we haven't talked this long about the movie we didn't mention hank azaria who kicks ass in it and dan Aykroyd. it's dan one, one of my it is easily one of my favorite dan Aykroyd performances big time big maybe time. my favorite yeah me too me too but that leads us to uh the third uh, one uh, other lot one okay. that i do have to oh. give a shout out even though we we've mentioned almost all of the other ones uh a message to you rudy uh does not it it is probably other than Ghost Town is probably the best known uh, special song. Mm-hmm. Still love it. We'll mm-hmm. never not love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's nice. 
that's uh, uh um the uh, borat do you follow okay um so uh boogie nights uh two soundtrack this is the one that you and i when we were working at blockbuster had a direct uh connection to because we thought it'd be pretty funny we changed our uh, our lanyards my name was brock landers you were uh chest chest Rockwell. rockwell yeah which were ah. the two characters from uh, Boogie Nights, the, the created characters by Dirk Diggler and Reed Rothschild for the Brockland. Angels, live in, my Angels town. live in my town. Hilarious. Uh, I love Boogie Nights so much. I, I think it's, see, for me, it's like, I, I do have a real deep attachment to Gross Point Blank, but to me, this is like, uh, for and for me and uh, my wife, it's like uh, Goodfellas, where you are dazed and confused, where you're like hanging out with old friends when you watch yep. it kind of thing. Like such a good time. It's such a fun funny movie and and heavy and awesome and everybody's great um and just like just like a guy again people who know this show are no strange know that i love paul thomas anderson and this was like wow this is a guy just showing his balls to everybody and they were nice so they were very nice it's again that's um borat (laughs) oh i'll I'll look him up (laughs) Okay, so like I guess we'll talk about the film as we go. Yeah, you watched it again recently. Did yeah, showed it to somebody who'd never seen it before, and wow. it was it was interesting getting a chance to watch it of like the simplicity of a lot of the scenes and the innocence of so many of the scenes that because mm-hmm. I remember hearing about that movie before it came out mm-hmm. and like having this expectation: what Marky Mark's going to be in a porno movie? I like know, this I is going to be insane. I know. So the the sweetness of that movie is such an interesting yeah, way to yeah. handle it's a movie a lot of about family stuff. yeah a movie about family but it's a uh, big movie about film too yeah yeah like how much of that is the just the the transition from it didn't matter that you were doing adult films you were still putting stuff on celluloid you were an artist that's right that's and right. then it, the transition <laughs> um so yeah, I remember. I remember seeing it the first time in the theater and dying, uh, like like just dying, just loving it, including yep. stuff with the music. Like one of the biggest moments, and I'm not going to include it because I'm, at some point I will do Transformers the movie, either the film or the soundtrack. So I'm not going to mention the touch. But when there was a moment in the film, and they said, "Okay, this is um, Mark Wahlberg," or no, pardon me, Dirk Diggler recording, "You Got the Touch." I'm like. Or, or the touch, or you got the touch, or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, There's no way it can't be that. Then I hear that dude, the initial <laughs> tones. I'm like, oh my god, unreal. Now you and I wouldn't have known each other when we would have seen this, but I can say from my perspective, when that played, it might as well have been a buddy's high school band getting Big into time. the soundtrack. Like For I sure. felt like I was the only person who knew that Me song too. because I'd seen it. That is coming full circle from what we talked about earlier the first movie I ever saw solo, my mom dropped me off at the mall to go see Transformers the movie by myself. Wow. I thought you were going to say Boogie Nights. My I mom dropped me off to see Boogie Nights and not give me money for snacks. <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah, seeing, seeing that and then like really feeling like that's a rock song. And then when the like taping, when they had the rebirth of uh, Optimus Prime on Transformers, 
they also played the Stan Bush music video. Awesome. So I had it on VHS for a while. Hilarious. And there's that band that still exists called the Cybertronic Spree that tours at these conventions. They all have like these crazy great outfits that are all dressed up like characters from Transformers the movie and they play the, the soundtrack. And by the way, uh, we listened to that full Sound Transformers movie sound. I mean, I'm going to do a full uh, album on this or a full episode at some point. I remember Van Hyfe telling the story of yeah. you puking out of his car. <laughs> his to car dare. So, yeah, I do have like these stories. That's my, probably who I do it with, actually, if I, if I do go around this. But we listened to it on the, on the end of a road trip. And man, if, if you want that kind of the balls uh, or like kind of cock rock, uh, kind of like, yeah. like, 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 like real cock rock it's there in spades not just the two stan bush songs but like every all these other bands that you've never heard of and then it finishes with dare to be stupid by weird al yankovic so it's a little bit of everything uh <laughs> um all right but let's get to this so i'm in again uh certain songs like god only knows uh again a song that that was the uh, second dance at my at my wedding. It was the one that I danced with, like my mom and my my wife danced with her uh, her dad, um, and then you know kind of went from there. There was another. There's a couple on here, like two other songs uh, from the soundtrack that appear uh, that were on my wedding playlist. That's how. That's why I, I feel like Boogie Nights. Like I think more people bought Wedding Singer at the time, but I think over time I feel like I see the Boogie Nights Volume One soundtrack more often than I see the Wedding Singer soundtrack. Or I mean, when when we used to go to people's houses and we'd see the soundtrack. I think that's the big part of it is when were you seeing yeah, these things? Good point. Number one, we are not when we are visiting people's houses. The things they have out are rarely their CDs anymore. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. tough to see that, and neither of them I think were big vinyls, so you're not going to mm-hmm. see it that way either. Yeah. It's true, um, but for for whatever reason, it feels like it was something that a lot of people had by the end there. Um, for sure. Uh, so God Only Knows by the Beach Boys, obviously, great song. I don't have to play it. Almost, again, almost in that kind of, uh, I can see clearly now kind of category. Uh, uh, the other song that, like, okay, well, there's obviously a lot of great disco and just like, like these epically long, uh, some of them are super long. That, uh, so this was kind of like reminding me of going back and finding some of these. Uh, so one of these, okay, along the way, Feel Too Good by The Move. Just, I guess this is more funk, right? This is nine minutes and 30 seconds long. This song. Yeah. It's just relentless. Um, so let's see, we're here, we're about to, here we are at the 245 minute mark, and it's still just kind of, like, this is so good, so good, again, like, where would you be hearing this at this time? Nine and a half, it might probably just to be seen performed live and just in awe of the musicians, it's the only thing I could think of. It's it's something else, uh, but it goes on for a little too long, nine and a half minutes. Like again, we're not even the halfway point of the song. I mean, it kind of it changes, goes in different directions. They've got a couple of these uh, instrumentals that that uh, are really good, but um, I I think the you know I got Machine Gun by the Commodores. You know that one. That was another one that was on my uh, wedding playlist. Wow. Uh, uh, is JP Walk by the Sound Experience? Is that a is that a uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that a uh, an instrumental as well? Again, another seven minutes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. 
this is good. Like these are all so good. This kind of has a bit of a, a red router feel that we're getting here, like white hot. Lunatic fringe? Yeah. This is like, yeah. How's that how's that cocaine hitting you, <laughs> Mr. Diggler, around this stage of the film? Really good. Um, really moody. But again, I know. And it turns into this. Again, yeah, another I'm one. pretty sure this is a uh, Angels Live in Our Town. Right. Song. Right. You're right. And then it's, uh, it's a, and then I want to have the the, uh, the 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 letters come right out of the screen at you. That's great. Um, so another really good long one. I feel like there's, uh, but of the of the one, the one I would give like honorable mention to uh, of the instrumentals is actually the shortest uh, of the um, of of the instrumentals. It's only like two minutes long, and it's you know the one that everybody knows. Um, I don't think people would know the the actual name of of the album or of the song, but this is Joy by Apollo 11. This shows up in one of the, one of the early award shows. Yeah. Uh, one of the two montages. This song's incredible. It's yeah. insane. Again, so I wonder like for a song like this, is it the same sort of thing? You're just going there to go and watch like these people perform this. Like you're not going to hear this. Like, are you hearing this at the disco clubs, do you think? Hey, all of these songs to me sound like AM radio. I know. It's so good. This song is it's relentless. It's only, like it says, it's two and a half or two minutes and 52 seconds it says here, but it feels as long as some of those other songs. Yeah. It shows up at a really great part in the, in the film. As you said, it's when he starts winning uh, awards. Uh, so the first good time montage. Um, uh, one of two, right? That's the thing. Like this guy, but the second one finishes with a, that's a machine gun. When it finishes with like a full-on dance number, like how that's yeah. how much confidence that this this director had at that time. Uh, uh, so got to give it up by Marvin Gaye, really really good. Uh, some other ones. I don't have my top five here. Um, I think that's it. There's so many on here, but I, I really wanted to try to narrow this down. So we'll get to it. So. Um, I love almost like if we said that, uh, spin me right round is kind of the, uh, signature song of the soundtrack for, um, wedding singer. Uh, what would you say, would you, do you think is the, uh, signature song for, uh, uh, Boogie Night soundtrack? I mean... For me, the I'm big not putting this in my top five. This is just on the outside here. Yeah, I'm gonna say for me, the big ones, uh, in the same way you had the touch, mm -hmm. I would say hearing both Jesse's girl and sister Christian. Hmm. Well, okay, I didn't the, pick either one of those, but this just like when you think about the feeling of Boogie Nights, especially like the good times that we're talking about. Yeah, it's, not, it's not the best version. Like, wow, this is a really different oh, the Anyways. Now this truly blew my mind. It's like that million over fair. 
Wow, I've never seen what this singer looked like. Um, but this leads to like that, that total, like, like really uh, celebrated shot uh, into the pool and just like that. Of course. When you think of Boogie Nights, that's what that uh, Dirk and, uh, and Reed meet each other for the first time. It's such a memorable scene. What do you bench? Uh, <laughs> people say I look like Han Solo. Um, really? So yeah, like, like for me, this is like that when I think, of, especially I, I wish I had a better version. Maybe I'll find one for uh, to play on the way out here. Um, but I really like that. Um, but, uh, oh my gosh, in terms of listening to a song, a song that, that on its own is, is, is crazy great. And it's cool to listen to on its own. Um, but impossible because of this film to separate it from the, what happens, uh, during the film. And this is, uh, do your thing by C Wright in the Watts 103rd street rhythm band. Interesting song. It's like not even really a song. It's just guys just fucking around and having a good time. And occasionally, like, and you'll join into that good time. And, and, uh, on its own part, again, impossible to separate it from uh, what happens to Floyd Rain Music, especially at the, the very end of this song. Let's play that. That's when, of course, uh, Lil Bill blows his brains out all over the wall, and the, and the 70s are over, and the 80s began, and it really is the turning point in that film. Um, I use that GIF <laughs> uh, when, I, when I'm in the middle, uh, of, like only with my, my closest for, uh, uh, colleague friends, when we're in the middle of a meeting that's just going on forever, or someone's talking <laughs> for so long, I will just, you know, I'll just, either I'll just send the picture or the GIF itself. Um, uh, but wow, like that's such a good song, right? I wanted, I, it's not, it doesn't really fit in with like, it's more, it's obviously more bluesy and just yeah. uh, uh, like session musicians. It feels like just kind of uh, riffing as you'd imagine. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, top three for sure for me. I will say that um, my reaction, one, movie, one song that I will associate with this movie forever, but my reaction can only be described as Pavlovian is melanie's brand new key yeah 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 well of course it's the first time we got to see uh, uh the heather graham uh in all her glory um i could play a bit of that i i christine loves that song we were playing that let's see what this version's like this didn't quite make my uh, but yeah oh yeah big time and this is the live version Does she, does, does, uh, is this, what's this actress? Melanie? How many yeah. other tracks are they? Wait, what's this one? What's this one? What's, which Melanie song is this one? How many, how many, uh, how many Melanie songs do you know? I'm looking her up right now. The crowd, the crowd, got, crowd got pretty excited at the end there. Um, all right. So we're getting near the end here while you're looking for that. Um, I will say looking at her hits, I do not recognize any of them as hits. <laughs> 
So let me find this here. I thought I had it, but it looks like it's not available in my country. This is my number two. And I would say the other song, the song that comes closest to um, what I would say is the uh, kind of signature song for the soundtrack. This is uh, just feels like Yeah, you know what it feels like, Brad. You 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 remember what it's like in your late twenties, early thirties when these things happen? Especially when you yeah, like it's like again, so like with the subject matter and everything else, like it, it's got that funk and that flavor. And again, like it does make me feel. I think it shows up in that in the party scene. Am I right there? No, no. That this is the scene when we are at Maurice's club, and Roller Girl has been sent to check out Dirk in the back right, while right. he's washing dishes. Oh man! So yeah. we uh, we pan down to a Tarantino foot shot of the feet, <laughs> and then they go into the room, and you see her eyes get real yep, wide. Yep. Goodness gracious! You are rock. <laughs> um, so yeah. Like, Sexy song, sexy song, and and breathy and all that kind of got that mood that really kind of nails the uh, yeah that that film for me. So as I said, I hope this is the the right version. No, it's on Midnight Special. I should see if I can find the original, but whatever. Um, this was the one song that I'd said to you that I I wanted to like when we were going to, uh, we were going to talk about three different ones, but now we're just doing it where I'm I'm kind of listing yep. these off and we're going through it. Um, but I did want, I wanted this one for me, this best of my love by the emotions. And this was on my, uh, uh, wedding soundtrack. It was song three after the first two, my, the song first song, uh, my wife and my, uh, first dance was, um, if not for you by George Harrison, then he played the God only knows, but I, I had explained before this, when that third song comes out, we had done this announcement after we had kind of said our thanks and toasts and everything. When that third song comes on, everyone in this building has to go on that dance floor. And I don't mean just the guests. I mean like all the, the wait staff and like you're going to go wait other people here. Go find janitors and whatever. Bring them out here. We are dancing to this first song. I don't care if you don't dance for the rest of the night. You're dancing for this song. And that um, caught on. That, that idea caught on to the fact that my sister did it at her wedding and the and my brother did it at his wedding. Our friend Mac, our mutual friend Max Mitchell, his brother did it at their wedding. It's just, I, I recommend it to, to, to people who are playing the wedding to, to say that there's one song we're going to play. It's going to be a good one, but it's got to be something like this, man. So I will always have a deep fondness for this song. And I've, I've loved it even before then. And this is the opening shot, which is just of this film, which is just a oh my god we talk about a guy just showing what he can do here's uh the reveal and this is yeah best of my love by the emotions we'll see what version this is <laughs> I want you guys to, I want to hit you guys with this so you can feel the kind of thing of like, okay, this is the song we got to get up and dance for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to, I want to try to see if I can nail that, that, where did I put this thing? 
Dang it. All right, here we go. So this, this is probably the real version. Yeah. Woo! running around we're hugging everybody everybody's having a good time like oh God. all the pressure is gone like all these yeah. little like we had to get all the night long um finally, we have like okay that's a fucking routine and cereal bar coming out at midnight that's all we need to worry about you know what i mean uh so it's just everything is let loose and you know everybody's having such a good time and, and in the film as i said like it like it, 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 it's takes you in, starts outside that, starts sideways. The film's, the yep. camera starts sideways, then it comes down, starts from across the street, crosses the street, goes into the, the club, you're introduced to, I don't know how many characters all along the way, but you get a feeling for who all they all are and what their relationships are with each other. And finally, it finishes on our, our hero, Joe's face, as he's setting down uh, uh, such an incredible opening. With neon stars behind his face. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Um, so yeah, that was uh, anything else you want to add to Best of My Love and the Boogie Nights soundtrack in general before we go to our final category? Um, as the, I'm looking through, it's funny. This is the one where of the two, of the three movies that we've covered, a lot of the actual hits hits are on the second part of this. Like, if you right. look at the second soundtrack, you've got The Mama Told Me Not To Come, Fool mm-hmm. Around and Fell to Love, You Sexy Thing, uh, Jesse's Girl is on there, a few right. of those. And it's just, it's a little different. One of the other ones that we haven't mentioned that I still think is a fantastic track of that era is Driver's Seat. Hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and a really good uh, scene there, too. I'm trying to remember when I heard, no, what, that's when you first revealed, um, uh, what's his face? The... Um, Philip Baker Hall when he first shows up, right? Yeah, it's the well, it's the '80s party, so it's right. it's Todd coming in the uh, what's his name character. Um, I'm trying to think of the name, Paul, uh, the guy who played uh, the, the the Thomas the, Jane, Thomas Jane, yeah, yeah. Who is I am pretty sure who Alan Covert is playing in Wedding Singer. <laughs> totally, totally, like, yeah. exact same, same style, same same really the same sort of '80s vibe for sure. Yep um yeah yeah good one too um so as you know this is the 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 connection between these three the weird connection is that they all had 99 luft balloons in the in the movie but didn't make the soundtracks but of course with those soundtracks a lot of those there's so many songs that some didn't make the soundtrack so i didn't pick one from girls point blank because there's just uh, too many can you can you name what would you nominate for the 100th luft balloon award from Gross Point Blank. That didn't Give me just soundtrack. a second. I have that. They w- Wikipedia actually lists the ones that are uh, yeah. uh, missing. So part of me would say In Between Days by The Cure because that's one mm-hmm. of my favorites. Um, Walk Like an Egyptian gets uh, deleted. Right. As does uh, Oh Ace of Spades. Right, right. right. Yeah, good scene. Yeah, I was going to put that one down in terms of because we did like, I feel like for like the, the kind of hard rock and, and hip hop. Like, I mean, there's a version of uh, Sugar Hill uh, Gang uh, in the, you know, that is on the soundtrack. 
or, or is it the grandma version on the wedding singer soundtrack? I think they I'm pretty sure it's on the soundtrack. Out. I think yeah, they do put it, so we should mention like, yeah, I mean, obviously that's, a, that's almost like in the same category as those I can see clearly now. And God only knows and that it's like this kind of chestnut. Um, so we should mention that, but in terms of like, just like metal and like, like hard rock. Yeah. Ace of spades is as great a song as you're going to fucking get from as hard rock and a band as you can in motorhead. Okay. So yeah. So we'll go with that one. We'll go hundred lift balloon goes to, Forum goes point blank goes to uh, Ace of Spades by Motorhead. I like it. From uh, uh, Wedding Singer, what do you take? I got a good one. I am I am trying to think of the ones that were omitted from that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't to... have known, but this is the one. And like this is, uh, uh, it's like a, a chestnut, but it's not a. Um... Can you see my screen right now? Still or no? I think I'm seeing your other screen. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, so you can't see what I'm going to click on here. Um, this is my choice for uh, the song that didn't make didn't make it, but uh, I think is yeah, great one. <laughs> This isn't from sports. This is from the album before that. Sports. Insane. I always, I always forget to tell this story. I remember uh, before my daughter was born. Saying, I'm not gonna be like one of those guys who stops listening to good music and looking for good music. And uh, I remember for those first few months, and that's what's going on. Within those first three months, the first album I ever downloaded was Huey Lewis and the News Sports. So I, I you know, it all self-fulfilling prophecy. But Huey Lewis and the News Sports, man, there's like nine songs on that album. Eight of them are were hits. I think yeah. crazy. That doesn't happen anymore. No, and it um, seemed like it was around for a couple of years. So you had a lot of opportunities for songs, but right. yep. Yeah. Worthwhile. We can have a separate uh, listing on Blue Eyed Soul. It seems like you really want to talk about uh, yes. Paul and Oates and Huey no Lewis. Kidding. No kidding. And no, The Clash. Let's, let's yeah, find all of, the like, mus- all of the musicians who take black roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, I like, uh, you know, the real soul. That's what I like to call it. Um, no. Um, uh, so unless, you, can, I, can I give them the 100 Luft Balloon unless you got another one from what I I am 100% behind that. I'm looking through other ones that are on here. Like, there's a lot of them that get little clips like Hungry Heart by uh, Bruce Springsteen, which is a great song, or the Miami mm. Vice theme. Mm. But uh, none of those are going to, none of them associate with the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, so this last one doesn't really associate with the movie from Boogie Nights, but I have such a, again, I have an attachment to the artist and I kind of went backwards here. Uh, for, so from Boogie Nights, it's literally a blink and you miss it moment in the, uh, in the film. It happens at the end. This is uh, Till Tuesday. Till Tuesday. I'm so happy the band's doing well. Ah, the, By the way, the video version. What's with the hair? Yeah. Is that part of the new image? And this is a song I'd never really. I didn't even know till Tuesday. I don't remember hearing this song when it was. Um, uh, popular I, I think like again there's like, when i hear the chorus i'm like okay i, I remember hearing it. like this does sound somewhat familiar but going back like this song is great i remember i rediscovered it again like 10 years ago because i saw a live version of it i love yeah. him i love him man 
again, this is again tied to like Magnolia and uh, seeing her live. And I love some of her solo stuff, but I love that kind of. She's really restrained and subdued normally in that kind of movie songwriting. But there's a live version of this from the 80s. Again, she's got this big hair, and she does this kind of deep, guttural kind of, like, uh, really kind of more primal that you don't usually see from it. And it's just like, whoa, my goodness. Amen, yeah. man. <laughs> like, it, like again, we'll get back to those. If you can remember back to those days in the late 20s and 30s, there used to be a way that you could you could you could make a woman make that noise <laughs> so, so it's like a, i i i love this side of her as an artist and going back and hearing uh, that and i like this sound like uh it's good there's is only this song and time stands still by rush and those are the only two points where amy man is that amy man to me what's time stands still by rush Oh, you don't know that? Yeah, she does the uh, she does the chorus for a Rush song called "Time Stands Still." I have to look it up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. take away my uh, Canadian card over here. Oh, I see her in the video too. Ah, oh, she doesn't have the big hair, but she looks cute. Man, yeah, yeah. yeah she was uh, really adorable back then too. Um, uh, so but yeah, that's I, my that's my that is my yours. Yeah. I am going to say mine for this one is featured predominantly. It's even it's even the button of a scene. It mm -hmm. doesn't make either soundtrack. Okay. Is Lonely Boy by Andrew Gold. Let's see if I here he is. I'm trying to think. So this didn't make the soundtrack? It did not make not. the soundtrack, but if you cut to the chorus of this, you'll hear and I can tell you exactly where it comes up. Okay. He was born this on is the guy who sang the Sections, the same party that we were talking about earlier in Boogie Nights, but Louis Guzman's in the uh, kitchen. Some kid looking for his mom. Is there a mom around here? And just as Amber Wave pulls her head up from the cocaine, this chorus kicks in. Great track. This this part is, is when she comes up. Head up. Right. Woo. This is the kind of shit I should really be digging into now. I love this kind of. Yeah. Uh, like Tobias Even like, um, gosh, uh, Burton Cummings, when he would just be on a piano sometimes, like has some interesting songs like this. Like who else has a, uh, who else would you kind of compare this to? Um, oh, I'm a, I'm a big Billy Joel to some extent. I go big to a singer songwriter uh, era, so I'm yeah. I can list a hundred of yeah, songs cool. like this. But um, yeah, that's that's the one that it was. You mentioned sports, like in the early days of Napster, when you couldn't find a lot of stuff. This was one of the songs that I hunted down. Mm, funny. When cool. are you going to buy the Andrew Gold album? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look him up and see what else I can find because I do like that uh, that style of music. And so, yeah, uh, anything else you want to say about these three? How often before we had gone back to this? How often do you listen to any of these soundtracks? Do you? You know, I have found recently that I do like looking up soundtracks on Spotify because what's happening? You and I talked about this when we were talking about putting the show together. Was I've always loved soundtracks as a mixtape. But one of the aspects that you have on things like Spotify is people will do the legwork right. 
and assemble the soundtrack even though they're not necessarily the soundtrack versions of the songs mm-hmm. you will there is a a total boogie nights listing yep, I saw it. on on there that mm-hmm. has this song has the andrew gold song has a lot of the the tilt tuesday songs and things like that showing on there as well yeah so yeah. i do listen to them but i'm not as much as i should i guess because it always sure. Sure. i'm i'm always impressed with the b-sides yeah, me too, man. Me too. Um, and good. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned, the road trip of that previous sound also always good road trip music, uh, things like this. Um, so yeah, well, thank you for doing this. I mean, last time you were on the show, you had the, there's a one fucking request that I have here. You didn't do it. I assume you haven't done it again. Of course not. Yeah, that's what I figured. I, I, and it's not. You know, it's funny. Crying, the y- but... No, no, no. It's cool. The YMTers, the fans out here, they have a name for for them. You'd have to look it up. You'd have to look it up. But I don't want to say it. But go ahead. I mean, like uh, you've got your reasons for not picking your top five extreme songs. Go ahead. I mean, I, I like, I didn't even feel like asking, but I just uh, assumed. <laughs> Cause you like to have this weird moment at the end of every yeah. show to yeah. really, yeah. really make yeah. me want to come back. Yeah. Look, I keep trying. I do. I put on extreme and they, they just don't hit for me. I, I don't As care. I mentioned last I time care. I was on the show. I don't care. I don't care. Put, they do. put together your top you to poison list five, for me, bud. Five fucking songs. Sure. Sure. Unskinny bop. Every rose has its thorn. There's two already. What else? Yeah, we got? two from the same album. It's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can pick. You can pick two from Pornography. You can pick all five of Pornography. I don't give a fuck, man. I just need to name five songs. Whatever. I don't. I'm putting shit. together a list. I'm so mad now. All right. Good. Um. Good. Well, thanks, man. Thank you for again for for getting me, uh, reminding me that uh, I should be doing this again. And I, I was looking for an excuse, and you found a, a a real great way. And you're always fun to talk to. Uh, you look great. You said your head, so I've got I've got facial hair. We're looking at each other right now. I've got facial hair yep. that's kind of like Alan Rickman in uh, uh, Die Hard. And you said your hair is more like is like uh, Alan Rickman is like Snape. Can you? Got yeah, a, it's. A, I, I think I'm at Snape length at this yeah. point. But I'm looking. I I I can. Um, I'm looking at you, and I I see more of a uh, like a, a AJ Styles. <laughs> eh? Oh, Especially with I the have- beard. Yeah, I have AJ Styles hair in like I have AJ Styles mom hair to yeah. such an extent yeah. at this point. The only problem is I'm 45, so I can't flick my hair back no. the way he does no. incessantly. But your tattoo is, is exact same, which is really cool. Which yep. is like has the date of his of the his kids. kids. <laughs> it was a weird choice to to, to tattoo the birthdates of like, another man's. You children. knew at some point your hair was going to look this way, so it's all paid off. Awesome man, thank you again. Uh, and I'm sure we'll do this again soon. Oh, I can't wait to have another tough topic to talk about with you, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Love you. Take care.
All right, all right. Another uh, another really fun chat with another uh, old friend uh, who, you know, I, I, again, I, I thank him for kind of nudging me uh, and, you know, getting me to, to put this thing together because, like I said, I don't have as much time. And uh, I said this a couple episodes ago that uh, these, these will become a little, these episodes will become a little more or a little less frequent just because of, uh, you know, schedules and life and things like that are starting to pick back up. Um, but it's, it's, it's friends like him, uh, and their creative energy and, and their fun, you know, chats that, that, uh, I'm thankful for and that, uh, they, you know, keep, keep me going here. So I, I, again, thank you, Brad, for that. And another fun chat. Um, what's next? I, gosh, I, I, will there be another one before the end of 2020? Oh, unlikely. <laughs> I think I might see you again. In the, I know I will see you again for sure in the new year, but I, I might. And, and, you know, I talked a while back about doing in television, uh, with my buddy, Ken Bolter, uh, and that will happen. That, that's probably the one that's the most, uh, ready to go just in terms of the like, same sort of thing, family and, and scheduling and that sort of thing but we do want to talk about Intellivision and the upcoming uh, return of Intellivision uh, the video game system so that should happen at some point um, if we can do it maybe maybe it will happen over the holidays but in the meantime as I said you guys keep an eye on my YouTube and Mystery Titans Theater uh, watch an episode or, or just you know watch 10 minutes and see what you think because I, I really think it's a good time and I really think it's a lot of fun and that could be the way that you could join us on New Year's Eve um, what's going to be a weird New Year's Eve where we can't really join each other as much as we'd like right so uh uh, again, Mystery Titans Theater, New Year's Eve, live spectacular on YouTube. Subscribe to Jarvis Washing Machine on YouTube. Click that thing for me, uh, and that would be huge. Um, but in the meantime, you guys, uh, stay safe. Goodness gracious, everybody, stay safe. S- stay home if you can, as much as you can. Otherwise, wear a mask, look after each other, and and you know then we can have a really great christmas and 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 we can keep looking after each other in 2021 if i don't see you or if i don't talk to you again before then here on yours mind the truth happy new year happy holidays all of that stuff and i'll say it again stay safe and uh, i love you guys we'll talk to you soon bye